Thank you for joining Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. For today's message is titled, The Seven Habits of a Godly Life. So what is a godly life and how can we achieve it? These are two very important questions. But as believers, we are called to live a life that is holy and fully surrendered over to Christ. We know this is the will of God for us and that he's working towards his purpose in our life. But something we tend to forget is that we have a responsibility in that process also. So today we're going to look at those seven habits that will help us in our pursuit of living a godly life. But first we must look at what the definition of a habit is. The dictionary tells us a habit is something that is reoccurring, something that we do unconscious. It's a behavior that we do automatically but it's required through frequent repetition. So if we do it so many times, it becomes a habit. A godly life is one that's no longer seeking satisfaction through sinful lifestyle or sinful habits, but it's a life that's fully surrendered to God and his will. So let's look at these seven habits of a godly life. There may be more, but I'm going to do seven of them today. The first is a life of prayer. And we see this modeled by Jesus. Although the disciples and the crowds did not understand why he withdrew from the crowds when there was so much good he could do, Jesus knew that prayer was the most important priority in his life. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house, and he went to a secluded place and was praying there. In Luke chapter 4, verse 42, it says, When day came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place. And the crowds were searching for him and came to him, and they tried to keep him from going away from them. They just wanted the, the miracles. They just wanted to be near Jesus. But there's times that Jesus needed to be near the Father, and they needed to pray. Prayer promotes godliness. It's not merely an occasional petition or prayer that we say in times of trouble or need, but it's a daily conversation with the Father. It must spring up from the love that we have for him and for the gratitude of who he is and what he has done for us. It's not a duty. It should be a delight today. Jesus' disciples observed that his prayers were quite different from the ritualistic prayers they were so common in that day. See, they saw how he spoke personally with his Heavenly Father, and that prompted him to ask him to teach them how to pray, found in Luke 11.1. 1. Since we live in a world that's filled with temptation and trials, heartaches and burden and sin, a dedicated life of prayer should be priority number one because it keeps us connected to God, keeps us sensitive to his will. Whatever we do will be accomplished in prayer. We must submit to the Lord. We must give our time to the Lord. We must listen for his instructions. The second ha habit of a godly life is faith. Psalms 103.19 says, 
The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his sovereignty rules over all. God controls everything, not only what happens, but why it does, and how it happens. His sovereignty is our firm foundation for believing, for believing and trusting in him. Proverbs verses 3, 5, and 6 offers this advice to us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. The only other option to faith is fretting. A godly life is one that steps beyond worry and into trust. Each time a situation causes us to fret, we should stop and remember who's in charge. If God's sovereign over all, he rules over all, so we have no need to worry. So the evidence of faith is the absence of worry. Says trust in the Lord also builds a lasting relationship with him. As we talk and listen to him and respond in obedience, he will guide us. He will develop a closeness with us, both in our hearts and in our thinking. The next habit of a godly life is meditating on the Word of God. Now this means reading the Word of God. The psalmist says, When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Psalms 63, 6. So meditation includes reading scripture, thinking about what you just read, seeking how to apply what you just read, asking God questions. What does this mean? How can I apply this in my life? It also means surrendering all issues that he brings to mind. It's like looking in a mirror of God's word to see what he says, but then looking beyond the mirror to see him. As we focus on the Lord, Worries and concerns will drift away. Our minds are free from the contamination of things that do us no good, like worry. Psalms 119.133 should be our prayer today. Establish my footsteps in your word, and do not let any iniquity have dominion over me. So meditation keeps us alert and sensitive to what God wants to do in our life. That's why it's so important to set aside time alone to be with God and His Word. As we read and think about what the Lord says, He will speak to our hearts. If we want to be filled with the Word of God, He will fill our minds with the Word of God. We must guard against letting the world dominate our thoughts. It's easy to be occupied from morning and through evening with the things of the world without giving much thought to God. However, taking time to be alone with the Lord and to meditate on his word is an essential part of living a godly life. So, each day we must choose whether to carry the Lord or the world with us. The next point in living a godly life is obedience. Moses told the nation of Israel if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, 
which I commanded you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Deuteronomy 28.1 In a similar way, we as Christians are called to walk on a higher level than the way the world lives when we're in, in obedience to God. It's not a matter of looking down on others, but it's choosing to live by God's standards instead of the world's standards. The next, God, next habit of a godly life is depending upon the Holy Spirit. Now every believer in Jesus is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. But the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 5.18, we must be filled with the Spirit. Now the Greek word there is a verb and it signifies a continuous action, meaning continually being filled and infilling. It means to live in obedience. It means to rely on Him, to equip us, to empower us, to strengthen us each day, to teach us through His Word, and to guide us each day. Only as we depend on the Holy Spirit, we will be and do what God desires. Now the next habit of a godly life is giving to a giving to others and giving to God, or I should say giving to God and giving to others. That's our talent, our time, our money, our food, etc. We have a promise found in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, Give, and it will be given to you. Then it will be poured out into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, meaning overflowing. For by your standard of measurement, it will be measured to you in return. We can never outgive God. But not giving, we are claiming we really don't need Him, that we can manage on our own. Only God can predict and provide for our future and for our future needs. So the final habit of a godly life is forgiving others. Forgiveness may not be easy, but it's what the Lord commands in Ephesians 4.32. Even if someone betrays us, we must forgive them and trust God to take care of the situation. It's tough to do that, to forgive someone. But the Word says we must forgive and let the Lord take care of it. So in response... What changes will you have to make to cultivate these seven godly habits? And what are areas that are most challenging for you? And finally, what obstacles will you need to overcome? So as we close, I want to remind you of these seven habits. The first one is a life of prayer. The second one is a life of, of faith. The third is that we meditate on the Word of God or read God's Word. The fourth one is obedience, that we obey His commands. The fifth one is dependent upon the Holy Spirit. The sixth one is giving to God as well as others. And the seventh is forgiving other people. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for your love and for your mercy. 
we thank you for your protection. But Lord, most of all, we thank you for your words that are found in the scriptures. These seven habits of a godly life are only a few. There are many of those. But Lord, just like the definition of a habit is something that is reoccurring, something we do unconsciously, a behavior, and it's done through repetition. But Lord, like praying, we don't pray the same prayers always. We may have the same need, but we know that you hear us. But there are many things like our faith, relying on the Holy Spirit, reading your word in dependence upon you, forgiving others. But Lord, today I ask that you remind us to pray first when anything comes along, that we can pray seeking the Lord's guidance, seeking his hand of mercy and following the leading of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord add a blessing to his word and thank you for joining Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon.